Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. You are all welcome, welcome, welcome to our pastors, ministers, and leaders' manner this Monday afternoon. God richly bless you. God bless you. You are all welcome taking the time to join us this afternoon. God bless you. Zai, Zai, Z, you are welcome. God bless you. Mama B, you are welcome. Miriam, you're welcome. God bless every one of you for taking the time to join us this afternoon. You are all blessed. We appreciate everyone joining us on Instagram, on Facebook, and on YouTube this afternoon. God richly bless you. God richly bless you. God richly bless you. Please start sharing. Start sharing. Start sharing. Inviting your friends, relatives, fellow ministers, fellow leaders to join us this afternoon as we look at the subject adopting a zero tolerance for discouragement adopting a zero tolerance for discouragement as usual tell somebody tag somebody and share this on your timeline in the name of the lord jesus christ so share everywhere we are on instagram we are on facebook and we are on youtube so please start sharing start sharing to invite everyone that you know once again, you are all welcome. Once again, you are all welcome. Now we're looking at the subject, adopting a zero tolerance for discouragement. Adopting a zero tolerance for discouragement. And last week, we got to um, things that we need to avoid. Things that we need to avoid. Things that we need to avoid. So we said um, one of the things, a few things that we need to avoid in other to adopt a zero tolerance for discouragement is uh, avoid mental fatigue, avoid mental fatigue, avoid mental fatigue, find something that gives you a mental break, find something that gives you a mental break, and then we said avoid physical exhaustion, because physical exhaustion produces discouragement, so find, make sure you get enough rest for your body. Bible says we carry this uh, earth, uh, treasure. Earthen tre uh, our treasure is in this earthen vessel. So it's important we avoid mental fatigue and avoid physical exhaustion, which produces discouragement. Then we discover that um, discouraged pastors or discouraged leaders poison their, their potential. Discouraged leaders poison their potential. When you entertain discouragement, you poison your potential to become everything that you are supposed to be. Then we said, find two persons, at least two people whose company relaxes your mind. Find two people at least whose company relaxes your mind. Find two people whose company relaxes your mind. Then laugh, be happy and joyful. And we said, that is why kings have jokers. In their palaces. That's why kings have jokers in their palaces. So avoid physical exhaustion, which leads to discouragement. It leads to discouragement. So physical exhaustion produces discouragement. So make sure you get enough rest um, to give you a mental break. Um, don't let money become a prediction of your mandate. Don't let money become a prediction of your mandate. And then we said, avoid financial constraints. Avoid financial constraints. These are practical things that lead to discouragement, which we need to avoid. We need to avoid them. 
avoid financial constraints, time limits, and difficulties. Fix your marriage. Don't have a marriage that makes you drive past your house. Fix your marriage. Fix your home. Fix your relationship. Um, don't have a relationship that makes you drive past your house. Then we said make your home a fortress. I'm going over briefly what we did last week. Make your home a fortress. Make your home a safe place where you find peace, joy, contentment, and satisfaction. Then take pleasure in your family, your husband, your wife, your children. Take pleasure in your family. Take pleasure in your husband, your wife, your children. Then we said buy something that you love. Buy something that you love. Buy a couch that you love sitting in. Or buy, build yourself a conservatory. I said I'll get myself. Uh, um, I get myself uh, an aquarium, an aquarium. <laughs> Glory to God. Buy a couch that you like sitting in. Build yourself a conservatory. The whole idea is to make sure that you 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 create an environment where you do not entertain discouragement or allow discouragement to settle or to oppress you. Abi Belland, God bless you. You are welcome. God bless you. So look forward to going home. And we said you can be single and still be happy. And every minister that does exploits always has a strong home base, a strong home base, a strong home base, a home base where he doesn't drive past five times or six times before he gets there. So every minister that does exploits or every great person that does exploits, exploits has a strong home base. Then avoid chronic diseases, avoid chronic sicknesses and bereavements, avoid chronic sicknesses and bereavements don't allow as a pastor don't allow declining attendance to be the thermostat of your countenance more especially in this climate where people most people watch online you have to make sure you don't allow declining attendance to be the thermostat of your countenance and then don't allow foundational members leaving you to discourage you thank god for those who come and then thank god for what you are looking towards to see Thank God for what you're expecting. Thank God for what you're expecting. Lillian, you're welcome. Thank God for what you're expecting. Thank God for those who are coming now. Don't entertain discouragement. Create an environment that makes you happy. Everybody's got their own issues. So make sure you create an environment um, that makes you happy. The Bible says when David's men thought of stoning him, the Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. David encouraged himself in the Lord. So there are situations that will arise. All of us face situations that bring discouragement. But make sure when people point to your past, point to your future. Be motivated by your future just like Jesus was. The Bible says for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. So as pastors, let's remember, thank God for the for those that are coming and focus on what is coming. That's a good way to put it powerful. Thank God for those who are coming and focus on those who are coming. Thank God for the resources that you have right now. And thank God, look forward to the great resources that are coming. When people point to your past, point to your future, and always have this attitude that there must be something better out there, something better is coming. So be motivated by your future. Be motivated by your future. Then we said, don't compare yourself with others. Compare yourself with your divine assignment. 
Don't compare yourself with others. Compare yourself with your divine assignment, what you have been told to do or you have been called to do. Because our destinies are about a divine clock, not man's clock. Our destinies are about a divine clock, not man's clock. So pursue God's divine mandate on your life vigorously. We said, Josh Billings said, be like a postage stamp. Stick to one thing until you get there. Stick to one thing until you get there. Focus is the key. Focus is the key. Focus is the key. Now, remember this, that nobody can be elevated. Doris Hesse, God bless you. You're welcome. Cynthia Hines, God bless you again. God bless you for joining us. Once again, God bless you all. Thank you all for taking the time to join us once again this afternoon. Keep sharing, keep sharing, and keep inviting others to join us and to be empowered and to be blessed. Now, nothing, nobody can be elevated beyond the level of measure of their separation, their preparation, and their focus. You cannot be, be elevated beyond your level of separation onto your assignment, preparation for your assignment, and concentration. Another word being focus. Focus. You cannot be elevated beyond the level of your focus of your separation for the assignment and your preparation for your assignment. Your separation is onto a purpose, a vision, or goal in life and will give you a consciousness of effective preparation which will earn you the seat of greatness. Now I'd like to encourage you um, this Saturday uh, lunch hour with high achievers. I'm going to be teaching on your future lies in your vision. Your future lies in your vision. So mark, mark it down. This Saturday, I'm going to be focusing on vision, the importance of vision, why you must have a vision, why you must prepare for your vision, why you must pursue your vision, and your future lies in your vision. So mark it down this Saturday, 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. I will be teaching on the power of vision or your future lies in your vision. So make a note of it for this Saturday as I was talking on vision. I just remember to mention that this Saturday I will be teaching on vision. Why you must have a vision. Why you must set your eyes on your vision. Why you must pursue your vision. Because your future lies in your vision. Your future lies in your vision. Nobody can be... And one of the things about uh, discouragement is if you are focused on your vision, you do not entertain discouragement. Now, discouragement comes with every one of us, but when you are focused on your vision, Prophet Tatin, God bless you, you are welcome. When you are focused on your vision, you don't entertain discouragement. You cannot be elevated beyond the level of your focus, preparation for your assignment. And vision, like Prophet Tatin says, right now says, Vision is the ultimate. So nobody can be elevated beyond the level of measure of his separation, preparation, and concentration. Why, why was Jesus able to go to the cross and endure the cross? Because his eyes was on his vision. His eyes was on his destination. His eyes were on his destination. God bless you. Doris says, I will do that. Bishop, I will do that. So Saturday, please make a note of it. Just in case I don't come back to it again. This Saturday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. British 
time, I'll be teaching on your future lies in your vision. So mark it and then make sure you are here with us. Why? Because your future lies in your vision. Everybody's future lies in their vision. What they can see ahead of them. You don't make your vision. Your vision makes you. It's your vision that makes you. And you cannot be elevated beyond the level of measure of your separation, preparation, and focus. And your separation onto a purpose, onto a vision, or your goal in life will give you a consciousness of why you must prepare. And it will earn for you the seed of greatness in life. No wonder Tim Redmond, Tim Redmond, the motivational speaker, Tim Redmond, he says, uh, um, he said, there are many things that catch my eye, but there are only a few things that will catch my heart. See, your vision is from your heart. He said, there are many things that catch my eye, but there are only a few things that catch my heart. Bible says in Proverbs 29:18 that where there is no vision, my people perish. Where there is no vision, my people perish. So it's very important when your vision is before your eyes. Discouragement will come about. What motivates you and takes your focus off discouragement and off what is going on around you is your vision that you can see ahead of you that you have not accomplished yet. So it motivates you to keep pressing forward irrespective of the challenges that um, you face. Ekom, God bless you. God welcome. God bless you once again. So where there's no vision, my people perish. And one of the things that keeps you from being discouraged or entertaining discouragement is your vision. Your vision must consume you. Your vision must consume you. Your vision, whether people believe in your vision or they don't believe in your vision, you believe in your vision, so you keep moving. You keep moving. I'm, I'm motivated and I'm driven by my purpose, by my vision. See, I'm always thinking, vision, vision, where am I going? Well, what am I doing with my life? What am I here for? What am I, I'll be teaching. Don't miss this coming Saturdays. It's going to be very powerful. And also, I believe, in the month of March, on the pastor's platform, I'll be teaching on uh, the importance of, of, of vision. And it's very, very important that we, 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 we get out. So one of the things that keeps you occupied is your vision. He says, Tim Redmond said, there are many things that catch my eye, but there are only a few things that catch my heart. There are only, he said, there are many things that catch my eye. In life, you'll see a lot of things. Many things will catch your eye, but what should drive you it's your vision. And your vision is from your heart. He said, there are many things that catch my eye, but there are only a few things that will catch my heart. Many things will catch your eye, but don't let everything catch your heart. Please write that down. Many things will catch your eye, but don't let everything catch your heart. Many things will catch your eye, but don't let everything catch your heart because your vision is from your heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Your vision must consume you. Your vision must consume you. Your vision, your vision is what when you wake, when you go to bed, that's what you're thinking of. When you wake up from bed, that is what drives you. Your vision must consume you. Your vision must consume you. So when discouragement comes, depression comes, challenges come, what gets you out of it is your vision that you haven't accomplished yet. And so it drives you and it drives you to keep pressing on in order to, to get your destination. That's why Paul said, forgetting the past, I pressed on toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Your vision is from your heart. Many things will catch your eye, 
but don't allow everything to catch everything to catch your heart. Few things catch your heart. Glory to God. So many things may catch your eye, but don't let everything catch your heart. Make sure the things that really catch your heart are your assignments and things that really matter to your destiny. Things that really matter to your destiny. So stay encouraged. Stay encouraged. It's not over yet. Stay encouraged. It's not over yet. Stay encouraged. It's not over yet. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Stay encouraged. It's not over yet. When men say there is a casting down, you must say there is a lifting up. When men say there is a casting down, you must say there is a lifting up. There is a lifting up. When men say there is a casting down, you keep maintaining the fact that there is what? A lifting up. So, I came to encourage you to focus. Focus. Let your, your vision drive you. Let your vision drive you. Let your, keep your vision right in front of your eyes. Keep your vision right in front of your eyes. Keep your vision right in front of your eyes. Glory to God. Your vision, your, your future lies in what, when we say your future lies in your vision, what we mean is your future lies in what you see. You know, when God called, uh, Odofokari, God bless you and welcome. When God called um, Jeremiah, one of the few questions he asked him was, what do you see? See, there are a lot of things that happen around us, especially like in this climate, COVID-19, coronavirus, this, we hear of this and we hear of that. What your focus should be on is your vision. Vision defines our path. It defines our path to our destination. Vision. Vision. When men say there is a casting down, Vision will make you say, there is a lifting up. I've got things to do. I've got things to do. So when men say there's a casting down, things are not working, you must say to yourself, there is a lifting up. There is a lifting up. When men say there's a casting down, thou shalt say there's a lifting up, and he shall save the humble person. So lift yourself up. Lift up your head. O ye gates, be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. Let the king of glory Come in. So, your future lies in what you see. That's what we mean by um, uh, your future lies in your vision. Now, Habakkuk chapter 2. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14. Habakkuk 2 verse says, Write the vision down, that he may run that readeth it. Write the vision down, that he may run that readeth it. Your future lies in what you see. So, Habakkuk chapter 2 14. First of all, he says, write it down. One of the ways in which you, you, you adopt a zero tolerance for discouragement is write your vision down. Please, you can write that down. Write your vision down. So it's before your eyes. The things you want to accomplish. When an idea comes to me, thank God for this, our iPhones that we have, our iPads and laptops and all that. When I, I'm always carrying my phone with me. So when an idea comes, I just write it down. When an idea comes, I write it down. So it's a Habakkuk 2.14. One of the ways, things that you adopt, habits you adopt to avoid discouragement, write the vision down. Write the vision down. Write the vision down. Then distribute it to people in your ministry, in your, in your, in your, in your career, in your business. Write the vision down. When you've written it down, no matter what is going on around you, that is what drives you. You read it and it motivates you. Write the vision down. Distribute it to the people that believe in your vision. 
Then act on your vision. Act on your vision. Act on your vision. Be preoccupied. Be, be consumed with your vision, with your goals that you have set. We are our vision is raising generational leaders to impact nations. So everything that we do is driven by raise generational leaders. <laughs> raise generational leaders. Raise generational leaders. Everywhere you go, raise people who have a generational mindset. People who are not just thinking of today. So when you have that mindset, and to raise generational leaders. So discouragement comes, you are driven by what you may think of, it may flash your mind, but then you preoccupy yourself with what is ahead of you. So, number one, write the vision down. Distribute it or mention it to people that believe in your vision. Number three, act on your vision. Act on your vision. Habakkuk 2, 2 to 3. And the Lord said unto me, write the vision down. Make it plain upon tables. Tables like tablets. Your iPad, your phone, your capsules. That he may run and read it. So, you run. When you write your vision down, he helps you to run with it. Not to be preoccupied with what is going on around you. And then he says in verse 3, For their vision is for an appointed time, but at the end it will manifest, it will speak. It will not lie, though it tarries or stays or takes long to manifest, because it will surely come to pass. So write the vision down. Distribute it or mention it to people. Share it with people that believe in your vision. Act upon your vision. Act upon your vision. Then remember your vision is for a selected time in the future. It's for a selected time in the future. That's why preparation, concentration, separation is very important. Then vision motivates you towards your goal. Your vision motivates you to achieve your goals. Motivates you towards your goal. Your vision motivates you towards your goal. Then your vision should not be discarded. No matter what happens, don't discard your vision. Don't discard your vision. So, the vision is for a selected time. It motivates us towards our goals. So, it's your vision that determines the goals that you set. And then your vision should not be discarded. Don't discard your vision. And then, finally, your vision will not fail. Your vision will not fail. That is why it says, write it down, write it down. Write it down. Write it down. Write it down. What is a vision? To have a vision is to have a foresight to meet a need that has never been taken care of. What is a vision? What is a vision? We're talking about preoccupying yourself with a vision that keeps you from becoming or entertaining discouragement. Frederick Asari, God bless you. You are welcome. God bless you. So, don't discard your vision. No matter what, whether it's coming to pass or it's not coming to pass, whether it's happening or it's not happening, don't discard your vision. Don't discard your vision. Don't discard your vision. What is a vision? To have a vision is to have a foresight. To have a vision is to have a foresight. To meet a need that has never been taken care of. See, you are not born to do everything. You are born to achieve something in particular. To have a vision is to have a foresight to meet a need that has never been taken care of. Remember, your vision is for an appointed time. It will definitely come to pass, so don't give up. Don't discard your vision no matter what. Whether people believe in it 
or they don't believe in it. Don't discard your vision. Don't discard your vision. I believe that you have been blessed and empowered today by what you have just heard. And I encourage you to mark, set your notifications to join us. This Wednesday, we have Money Matters at 11 a.m. to half past 11, where we teach on financial freedom keys. Financial freedom keys. Join us for lunch hour with high achievers. This Saturday and every Saturday, this particular Saturday, I will be teaching on your future life in your vision. So I'd like to encourage everyone watching right now, set your notifications. Set your notifications and join us this Saturday at 12 p.m. Share the message around this Saturday, 12 p.m. on Facebook at Hattonwood Global. We'll be looking at your future lives in your vision. Your future lives in your vision. So mark your calendars and set your notifications to join us this Saturday for lunch hour with high achievers. God bless Abraham Annan. God bless you. You are welcome. Thank you for joining us. God bless you. Then this, um, in February, next month, so this Wednesday, Money Matters at 11, from 11 to half past 11, you must be financially free. So join us for Money Matters this Wednesday from 11 a.m. to half past 11. It's going to be an awesome experience. Then I want to share with you our leadership masterclass. I'm just, I'm looking forward to this. The details are on the screen. Want to invite you to join us. The details are on the screen right there. Want to invite every one of you to join us for our master class coming up um, on the 27th of February. 27th of February. The details are scrolling at the bottom of the screen. God richly bless you. We'll be back your way again at the same time next week, Monday, for pastors, ministers, leaders, manner. Additional information and resources can be secured from our website, uh, houseofjuda.org.uk, houseofjuda.org.uk. Once again, thank everyone. Thank you all for taking the time to join us today. Glory to God. Glory to God. Don't lose sight of your vision. Remember, your future lies in your vision. Your future lies in your vision. Hattonwood Publications presents the Financial Freedom Pack. The four newly released books by the author and prolific writer, Dr. Michael Hattonwood. Titles are 21 Reasons Why No Believer or a Pastor Should Be Poor, How to Get Out of Debt, and Stay Out of Debt, Steps to Becoming Debt-Free, Why Budgeting is Not an Option, and Reasons Why People Walk in Lack. Order your copies today by calling 0208-689-6010 or order online at Amazon.co.uk, www.hasajuda.org.uk. UK or michaelhottonwood.org debit or credit card accepted secure online payments by visa card mastercard charge card stored valued card leads card and paypal <laughs>